Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm sitting with the best smelling podcast guest I've ever had, my wife, Katie Chesser. What's happy going on? To be here. Okay, I know. I'm super happy. I know we uh, we put this on the calendar. As people people might say, well, wait a minute, you put stuff on your calendar with your wife to go on a podcast. It's kind of weird. Right. But that's what we do, right? That's what you do. You have to schedule and make time for things that are important to you, things that you want to get done, things that you want to accomplish. So yeah. And um, actually that's funny because we have this reoccurring, we have a few reoccurring things on our calendar together, which is always fun. But we'll talk about that. I'm sure, but uh, I definitely had a comment on the perfume because sometimes <laughs> now I'm learning, I need to smell better for my podcast. So uh, this is why you have people that are smarter than you in many di- many different ways. So um, I'm super excited to you know, introduce you, Katie, my wife, to Elevate Nation and super excited to bring Elevate Nation back into this episode, which is really a special edition episode. Um, you know, usually we're you know, expanding our minds through conversations with some of the world's most interesting people. And of course, this is, there's no difference here because, you know, the love of my life, I believe is extremely interesting. And I think that the (laughs) listeners are going to be super happy and excited to hear about our story and, you know, some of our habits and some of the things that we do in our relationship, but also, you know, to show people that, hey, you know what, we don't have it all figured out. We're not perfect. We don't know everything, but, um, you know, there's, perhaps a story here that people can align with and, and grow from. So we're always excited about that. And, and I want to ask you the question that I always ask is, are you ready to take it to another level? Because that's what we're going to do today. And I know that you and I, we always push each other to, you know, to go to the next level ourselves and obviously push through discomfort and fear and worry and anxiety, but to seek inspiration, to seek curiosity, to seek, you know, fulfillment ultimately in life, which is really what's so exciting about our relationship, our marriage and, you know, where we're going as people together. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I also want to welcome back Elevate Nation, you know, to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations and uh, really with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. Of course, you know, Katie is, uh, she's become a, an expert in real estate in many ways. <laughs> and she pushes me from a personal growth standpoint um, in many different capacities. So I think today's uh, conversation will be super insightful from that direction, but it is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. We will distill the mindset, the habits, the routines, systems, tools, strategies, and so much more from Katie, my wife, who is elevating to a life without limits, who's helping me do the same and even for our future family so that you can do the same or even more for yourself and for your family, for the people that you care about, for your spouse, And, uh, you know, maybe if your spouse hasn't listened to Elevate before, but you enjoy the show, share this with them and, uh, you know, share, you know, some inspiration with them and hopefully we can be a part of that. But this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results, purposeful outcomes through personal growth, real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we're doing on the show, I'd be super grateful if you subscribed, if you gave us a rating or review. Uh, it's very helpful and it means a lot to us because our team is working super hard to bring some great content your way and some great, insightful, mind-expanding discussions. So 
Uh, also, don't forget, we've got a Facebook community page, Elevate Podcast Community, and uh, the new website, elevatepod.com. It's pretty awesome and tons of resources there. Um, you can access really, you know, recommended books, habits, tactics, tools, strategies, everything's there. And uh, don't forget to share this episode with a friend. Uh, you can do that. Really, all the show notes are all on elevatepod.com. You can share all this with a friend. So anyway, my wife is getting bored with me here. <laughs> She's looking at me like, hello, I'm here still. Can we just have a conversation? So with all this said, you know, let's tell Elevate, you know, really kind of where we came from, like where our relationship started. And, you know, I, I think probably before that, Maybe if you could just briefly just kind of tell the audience a little bit about who you are and like what, you know, what you're all about and we'll just go from there and have a good time. Yeah, sure. So I guess kind of the place to start would be to talk about what I do on a daily basis. So I am a family nurse practitioner and I actually work in plastic surgery and aesthetic medicine now. Um, I've been doing that for the last probably five, four years or so. Um, and I came from a background of critical care and trauma ER, um, which really instilled a lot of life lessons in me, um, especially, you know, in addition to doing, um, making a lot of um, growth happen as far as my career goes. So, but besides that, I'm also very passionate about health and wellness. I'm currently undergoing um, a certification course to be certified as a faster weight coach. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about me. And then of course, I mean, you're as far as outside of professionally things, I mean, what I know about you is many things. I think I know, I think I know you pretty well at yeah, this point. So by the way, we just got married literally six and a half weeks ago, seven weeks seven ago. Seven weeks ago today. Seven weeks ago today. Happy so seven month, seven week anniversary. Thank you. I tell people it's like, all right, we've crossed the six weeks, you know, mark. So, you know, we're good. We're, I mean, experts we're, we're at yeah. This point, right? We know what we're doing here. So if anybody needs any expert marital <laughs> advice, it's probably through us. Uh no, but in all seriousness, so Obviously, professionally, you know, being a nurse practitioner, being committed to growing in your career, being, you know, very thoughtful in that capacity, but also multifaceted in that you're, you know, committed to health, you're committed to growing as an individual, which is like one of the first things that you and I, when we kind of like really got to know each other as adults, and by the way, we've known each other for now for, I mean, I don't know how many years. A long time, maybe yeah. like. Probably 15 years or yeah. so at least, but we didn't really fully know each other until about 10 years later. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually went to high school together, believe it or not, but we actually didn't even know each other until way out of college mm -hmm. um, and really kind of pretty well into our professional careers. Yeah. But when you and I met, I remember originally because I was like, hey, you know what? Katie's got some good things going on. It looks like she's traveling the world and all this stuff. And I've always been a lover of travel myself. And there's obviously I'd probably go in somewhere with this, but, um, you know, I reached out to you and said, Hey, you know, I'd love to get together sometime. If you're ever around, like next time you're in town, let me know. And, um, you know, it was funny because she was like, well, I'm in town now <laughs> and, uh, you want to get together. And so anyway, I had it on my calendar it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to meet with Katie and we're going to talk about traveling the world and, you know, making money while we do it because, you know, I thought that's what she was doing. And turns out she was traveling and she had a passion for writing and sharing her experiences, but also just being a radiant type of individual and just being, you know, inspired and curious and just joyful about travel. So, 
maybe um, let's talk a little bit about that initial meeting, but then I do want to talk about like your love for travel and why you love traveling and all those different things. So yeah. the, when we met originally, you remember this, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was a decent bit. day, a decent I day. Remember. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> so it was like the sunniest day ever. I can say that. I remember this. I remember this. And then, so when we it met, was also a Friday. it was a Friday, it, it was, was a Friday, Friday. morning. Yeah. So this is a Friday afternoon that we're recording this. So, mm-hmm. um, so we get together, we have some coffee and literally we didn't talk anything about, you know, making money and traveling. I mean, we, of course we talked about our, our love for travel and why we loved it, but do you remember that? I mean, like, what was it, what was it like for you? And like, by the way, I've never asked you this. What did you have on your calendar? Did you say like just coffee with Tyler or what was it? No, honestly, um, I don't, I really don't remember how I put it in my calendar, probably meeting with Tyler Chester is probably yeah. what I put in there. And the funny thing about it was so many times I almost like canceled with him because I was like, I, I think he wants to talk about traveling the world and making money. And I wasn't doing that. And so I was like, he's going to be really disappointed. So, um, and it was, it's actually funny. I have to give a shout out to my mom because she is the one who encouraged me multiple times not to cancel it. Just go. You went to high school with him. It, if nothing else, it'll just be a nice morning of some coffee I was like, okay, fine. So I show up and I actually got there before you did, um, which never happens nowadays. Yeah, she's always late, <laughs> but that's okay. It's one of her one of her qualities that we all love. It's just phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I got there and then I remember we went and sat outside. It was like the perfect morning. It was June and it was so sunny and the conversation just flowed so easily, so well. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like, what the heck is going on? What is happening? What is this? Who is he? Why? I was just totally caught off guard because I was not expecting any of this. I just thought I was having coffee with this guy that I used to go to high school with. And I was like, I'll tell him whatever I can tell him and share with him. But that was really the extent of what I thought I was getting myself into. And then I do remember very vividly leaving that coffee meeting, sitting in my car and thinking like, what the heck? just happened like I didn't even turn my car on for probably like five minutes or just sat there thinking like oh my gosh what is this feeling like I felt like tingly and like kind of all the things that you like read about which sounds so silly but it was com- it completely true yeah so so this is the um this is the spell so if you listen to uh, <laughs> uh if you keep listening to episode probably 223 or so I'll probably reveal the spell to Elevate Nation so uh this is you know it's a secret potion that you just drop into mm-hmm. the uh, coffee there and then everything else happens no I'm just obviously kidding but but it was an interesting moment because neither of us you know neither of us expected that to happen but I think that's if you look back, it's like almost there are these serendipitous moments in life, right? Sure, There's these yeah. moments that you don't plan for, but if you're open to them, then you just never know. Yeah. Um, and I think, sorry to interrupt you, I think that is the most important thing that you just said is being open to them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not open to them and you're closed off and you have these set expectations and all of that, then you know, you're not going to experience these types of moments too frequently. And not that they come around, you know, all that often anyways but the more open that you are um and have your intention set on something i think that's when beautiful things like that unfold this episode of elevate is brought to you by cf capital a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow capital appreciation and a margin of safety 
our team, including yours truly, leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. To learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because like we talk a lot about like manifesting your destiny, right? It's always thinking about well, what what is it that you want to create and be intentional around that. And the differences on this one is that I don't think either of us were really intentional on that happening. It was just it just something that happened. I mean, so is there any anything that you'd say to that? I mean, obviously, you kind of share your thought process on manifesting your intentions. But is there anything that you'd say other than just being willing to accept what the universe sends your way? Or what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think for me, and I think we've talked about this, you know, before in the past, but I think for me, maybe you hadn't been so intentional about, you know, this is what you're looking for as far as like a relationship, a primary relationship goes. But for me, I was very like, I had always kind of dated here and there, but I was never really set on anything. And I knew like very quickly, like this is, this is not what I want. And I had, you know, over the years come to formulate what I was looking for in a primary relationship, what I really wanted in a primary relationship, what I hoped I could find, because a lot of times people are like, that's just for storybooks, that's not real life. And I was like, well, I mean, part of me is a hopeless romantic. And I was like, I feel like it is out there. It can, I can definitely have that. That's what I want. And so I think for, for years, I had thought about these things, but not in the sense of that I went, you know, looking for it so hard. I just knew that that's what I wanted. And then I continued following my passions, my desires. And that ultimately just led me because that's what I was doing was sharing, you know, about travel. Mm. And that's what, that was what is one of my big passions in life. And so I was just sharing that. And that is actually how this kind of, you know, we stumbled into this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess it goes back to just like being in alignment with yourself, just being who you are, because then things happen, right? Like you're attracted, things that are attracted to who you truly are, Mm -hmm. then come into your stratosphere. Cause like when you and I sat down, like, you know, I thought we were going to talk about travel, which we did a little bit, but then we talked about books and we thought, talked about learning and talked about like thinking outside the box and thinking bigger and, you know, growing as individuals Mm -hmm. and being willing to not be average and all these things, which was like, it was just interesting because even though like you, like we now have created an, a community within Elevate that everybody shares these ideas and, you know, your mind gets expanded in these conversations and there is an endless flow of very inspirational people that we bring onto the show. It still can be somewhat rare in some ways. And so, you know, when you find that opportunity where when, when we found it, it was like, oh, wait a minute, how did this happen? But maybe it, like, I'm just literally thinking about it right now. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. being in alignment with who you truly are. Because there's so many different things, like you probably would agree to this, but like there's so many different things in life that like that wants to put you on a path of conformity mm-hmm. rather than just being who you truly are. And it's sometimes a little bit fearful to be different. Like you were writing a blog, which many people may have criticized or something, you know, like may have said, well, why, why would you do that? Like, why don't you just like, you know, focus on whatever it is that you're doing? And like, you weren't doing it for any reason other than you just cared about that. You just enjoyed just travel, it, which yeah. is cool. 
So I don't know. I just, I don't really know where I'm going with all that, but I think it's. Well, I think when you, I think kind of where you're, you might be going is when, when you follow your passions and you do things that are in alignment with who you truly are, you vibrate on a higher wavelength. Mm. And then that's when you in turn attract other things, other people, other ideas, other experiences that are also vibrating on that wavelength. Yeah. So that's a good Maybe point. That's, where that's yeah. Well, that's something that like, you know, many people may say, Oh, come on. That's like, woo woo. Like, what are you talking about? But like, I believe deeply in energy, oh, sure. energy transfer and like, you know, vibes. Like we talk about all the time. It's like, Oh, this is good vibes, bad vibes, whatever. Like it's a real thing. It is and most pe people who are either conscious of it or aware of it can point it out and, and say, bad vibes and what right. they mean by that is the vibration is in a negative you know mm -hmm. trajectory and again this may sound super corny and woo woo to most people but like you know many other people who may not be aware of that will also say hey that's bad vibes but they don't really understand what they're saying right or am I making any sense here yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm gonna so everything yeah. everything in our world is is energy of some sort and yeah. you can feel energy energy is palpable so yeah and if you are in tune with it you're going to be more apt to be able to point that out and identify that acknowledge it follow that um mm -hmm. if you're not it's still all around you so it might yeah. sound woo woo but everything everything is energy i mean that's yeah. a it's a big statement it's something that like you know newtonian physics like if you think about it like is totally the opposite like most people we learned about physics you know in high school or wherever and that was not the way that they described it, which is so mm -hmm. interesting. They describe like matter, you know, is matter. Right. But then like, you know, if you think about quantum physics, it's, you know, energy is matter and mm -hmm. matter is energy. And it's like such a different concept and it totally throws it on its head. But it, going back to what you're saying, everything is energy. Right. You can feel it. Um, but also like this table, this microphone, this everything is all energy and like yeah we're speaking into the ether, maybe a new future, a different future that wouldn't have existed otherwise, mm -hmm. which to me is super interesting. But I think that's one of the reasons why we initially connected because we saw something that was so powerful and was like, we were already inspired in our own ways and we felt very ind individualistic in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But then we saw an opportunity to, you know, co-create a greater future otherwise, which I don't think we could have explained at that moment. Maybe that was the thing where right. we were sitting in the car and we're like, what just happened? <laughs> but, um, you know, over now, over what, three and a half years later, now we can kind of see maybe that's what was happening all at once. Mm -hmm. And it was just super fun, but it all started with just you being yourself, sharing who that was within, within the world. And then you know, the, the divine forces to bring us together. Yeah. And then of course you did this thing where it was like, we were talking about books and then she sends me, literally, she sends me a picture of the book that one well, of the books that we talked about. You forgot that I asked for your number. Oh, oh, yeah. big. No, oh, I didn't forget. <laughs> it's on my list here. And she asked for my number. No, that was big. That was very important. And that was, so that was, um, you know, you wanted me more than more. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, truly. Okay. So we were, I was in the middle of reading or I, either I was reading it currently, or I had just finished it, but I had Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass, oh, yeah. which is still today. One of my favorite, favorite books. I love that book. Um, but I had it in my purse. And so we started talking about it and you had mentioned like, I don't know, probably like six different books or something. <laughs> yeah. If you know Tyler, you know that that's very accurate. So he had mentioned like six different books while we were 
at our coffee meeting and I was like, oh, like, I want to remember what these books are. So I was like, can you like, what's your number? Like, so I can like send you this or, or sneaky, we were talking sneaky. about books. And so anyways, and um, Shoe Dog by Phil, yes. um, Phil, Knight. Phil Knight was one that we had been talking about and I, you had not read it. You had maybe no, just it bought it, yep. um, but you told me about it. And I actually, on my way home from that coffee meeting, stopped at a bookstore and bought it. And then that was the first text I sent to you was a picture yes. of it. Yeah. So that was a sneaky way to ask for my number. I like that. That's a good, <laughs> good strategy that you did there. So Pro tip. very, very um, sneaky, but um, You're welcome. no, that, that was true. That was true. So you sent me the picture of the book and I was like, oh gosh, the rest is history. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's all, it was just about like, just her desire to learn, just her desire to grow and like think bigger than just being average because which is what we're all about. Like, you know, with Elevate, it's like, people ask me all the time, like, why do you do this podcast? What, what's, what's the deal with this? And it's like, it's about being greater than average. It's mm -hmm. about being uncommon. It's about building a great life. It's about building a legacy, being willing to be different than the herd or, you know what I mean? Like there's so much, so much like groupthink and like conformity. And like one of the things you and I love is like what Earl Nightingale said. It's like one of the biggest reasons for 95% of people, you know, failing or not creating any wealth or creating any, anything unique in their life is because they conform. Mm -hmm. And you ask, you ask people, you know, why they do what they do and they don't have an answer. There's no, there's no answer. And yeah. like, I don't know what it was, but like, I feel like I was always innately aware that I wasn't willing to just do what everyone else did. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, that was the foundation that we kind of started our relationship on and we've built on that, which has been super exciting. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to not only, I want people to get to know us as people, but I wanted to share that message because maybe that speaks to somebody. Maybe somebody's in a relationship that's like, maybe I'm just in this relationship because everyone tells me I should be in this one. And it looks good on paper. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you see that with other people? Like it looks good on paper kind of thing. That's in, uh, it's an interesting comment. I didn't hear yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I feel like a lot of people get themselves into certain situations in life, whether it's with a primary relationship or a business or their career or whatever it is. And it looks good, but they might not be aligned with that. And um, so I think one thing that we're, we're both so passionate about, just like you mentioned, is creating a life, you know, bigger than what we have now and mm -hmm. more than what we have now. Um, and being able to expand ourselves, expand each other um, to, you know, kind of push beyond the limits of what you're kind of told, you know, you can, you can do or be in or whatever it is. So, um, yeah. 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 That's an interesting one. I mean, I think everybody, you know, whether they admit it or not, they think about what other people think of them. Right. And yeah, so sure. that's maybe it's one of those things where you kind of have to fight it a bit and say, okay, well, I'm aware of the fact that I'm worried about what other people's perception of me is going to be based on my relationship, my occupation, mm -hmm. you know, my, whatever my status, you know, in whatever way. So it's interesting that you say that because you know, maybe this is an opportunity for those folks to say, Hey, wait a minute, I'm aware now. And it's like, I was talking to somebody this morning, it's like between stimulus and response, there is space. So now yeah. we're recognizing the space between the stimulus of, Hey, I'm worried about what other people are going to say about me, mm -hmm. you know, instead of me doing that and fulfilling that desire to be seen in whatever light. That, and here's the other thing people don't care. <laughs> like that's the other thing I think that most people start to realize and we have to remind ourselves. Yeah. But now there's a difference between 
okay, I have to do this between, all right, well, wait a minute, the space, now I can make a decision to do what's in alignment with me and with who I am. Right. So it's just really cool that we have this relationship where we can kind of hold each other accountable on that. And, you know, it's like, it's an example of a course correction that we have to continually do, Mm -hmm. right? It's not always easy. Yeah. And I think like, did I interrupt you? No, no. not at all. Inter- this and is think- interrupting, <laughs> by the way, interrupting in here. This is perfect. We like interrupting. And I think that, you know, kind of coinciding with that is like a lot of times when people get to a certain point in their life, they're like, oh, I made it to this. I got this degree. Now I'm working as like, let's say I went to law school and now I'm a lawyer. So, you know, I've kind of reached my ceiling. That's where I am. And then you're comfortable and you kind of get in, you know, that comfort and, being in, I, I can't remember the quote or who even said it. I want to say maybe it was Ed Milet, but something about the worst place to spring off from is like the middle ground, the comfort zone, something like that, because you don't have any friction. There's nothing there that's like pushing you, making you uncomfortable to make a change in one way or the other, or to propel yourself to another place or another, you know, destination or whatever. But with that, I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but, um, with that it's you know a lot of people when they get in that place of comfort feel like well i don't want to rock the boat to try to achieve something more or achieve something else so then you just stay put so i think that like a lot with us like you could really look at that and say especially with with you you're constantly like doing a then doing b then doing c and you're constantly pushing yourself and i feel like if you didn't have a partner that understood that and accepted that and encouraged that in you it would be like, well, why are you doing that? You're already doing good. Like you don't need to do more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could get in that like, but we're comfortable, but we're good here. And and instead of striving and making us uncomfortable to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. That that's a good, yeah, it's a good point. And, um, you know, one thing I think of is that, you know, it's like, it's always a dichotomy. Everything's a dichotomy because like, I love that we can say, hey, we're always committed to growing and becoming more and, you know, all of these different things. And, you know, there's always another level, I think is one of the philosophies that we both hold. There's always another level to grow to. And of course there's going to be discomfort that we have to pass through while simultaneously saying, Hey, you know what, if I'm just like, like if, if anybody's read the book, uh, positive intelligence, you know, he talks about the 10 saboteurs. Mm -hmm. And one of my saboteurs that I'm aware of is that I'm a hyper achiever, right? I'm always looking to achieve something. And so I understand that that's a gremlin within my mind that I have to control and put in the back seat. So it's like, you know, simultaneously supporting each other in growth, but then also saying, hey, look, you're also like loved and enough whether or not you achieve something. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think that's a really interesting dichotomy. And it's also, there's all these like ironies like that you uncover throughout life, I feel like, which is, that's also a fun thing for us to kind of discover and just like debrief on together. Like we have these interesting conversations every day about stuff like this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Does that resonate? Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I think that's, you know, part of the growth journey. And if you're on that journey, like the journey, is you know the goal ultimately yeah. mm-hmm. um because that's when you are learning these things and mm-hmm. you know debunking things that you previously thought or you know challenging each other in our yeah. in our sense to you know become more do more see more mm-hmm. so. well and that, that's another cool thing too is that like you know you know we talk a lot about like mindset on the podcast we talk a lot about that together as mm-hmm. you know as husband and wife which is still weird <laughs> to even say 
good to me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mrs. Chesser, by the Mrs. way, this is Mrs. Chesser. Yeah. Um, no, we talk about like mindset, you know, all the time. And like, it is, if you, if you can own your mindset and you, if you can own your psychology and understand human psychology, there's so many amazing things that you can do in your life, whether it's business, whether it's personally, you know, whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many different things that you can do when you understand your psychology because it can be so powerful. But I think the really interesting thing about it is like, like there's times where like I fall off the wagon, right? Where it's like, I'm totally, you know, criticizing myself internally or all these things. And so like, I'll just share that with you. And sometimes like just even just talking through that can be so powerful. So there's just so many different things that I see as, as valuable things that we can have, that we have together as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Again, this is so interesting, <laughs> but um, beyond that, like, of course, like the fun stuff, you know, and like going traveling and playing basketball. We have a great basketball goal at our, at our new, by the way, we're in our home right now. So we are. Um, welcome to our home. <laughs> um, but you know, so many of those like fun things like playing with our dog and snuggling with our cat and whatever. So there's all these fun things that we do. Of course, as soon as COVID lets us, we will be back out there in the planet, you oh, know, doing, the world. doing our thing <laughs> and traveling. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what do you love so much about travel? Because I know what I do, but I, I'd like for you to, if you don't mind, share that with uh, Elevate Nation. Yeah. So I've always been totally obsessed with travel. I love travel because it opens you up to new experiences. It pushes you outside of your comfort zone. It challenges you the whole time. You're open. When you're, when you're traveling and your mind is expanded and open like that, it just, for me, it sets myself up for so much more creativity in my life and allows me to think of things in my life that maybe, you know, I wouldn't be thinking about on a normal basis while I'm at work or whatever. And I love just getting to meet people from different walks of life, different countries, different situations, and just getting to talk to them. And then it's just, it's so refreshing when you're traveling to just know that everyone in the world basically is is looking for the same things in life. So you're not as different as you might think from somebody in Thailand or somebody in Australia or somebody in California or whatever. Um, so that's just, it is fun to see the differences, of course, but just to know, you know, you're, that you're one of many here on the planet and everybody is doing their own, you know, part to live the best life that they can live. And um, so I love that about traveling. Yeah, I do too. And um, actually, one of the things that for me, like really stands out about traveling is like, you get out of your own bubble, right? Like, yeah. sometimes like we all think, and like, this is something that we all do. Literally, you could talk probably I guarantee you, if you ask Tony Robbins, this, he thinks this like, and he's probably one of the most self actualized, you know, enlightened individuals mm -hmm. that the planet has ever seen in many ways, you would ask him that and he's like, yeah, I have to probably fight the fact that the world does not revolve around me, right? And I'm sure, and, and certainly, you know, we all have this where it's like all of our challenges are insurmountable. Mm -hmm. Like all these things are just, oh my gosh, they're overwhelming. But then once you like get out of your bubble, you're like, this place is so massive. And like, this is just one tiny little like speck in this entire universe. Right. And if you think about at it from that vantage point, it makes your problems or your challenges, which we all always have, you know, so much less insurmountable. Yeah. It Which just is puts cool. things in perspective entirely yeah. when you're traveling. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to, the only other thing I was just yeah. going to say is that it <laughs> makes me feel more empathetic towards other people mm -hmm. because you can just recognize. And, and actually, I think kind of where I was going at was like, we all have our own battles that we're 
facing, right? Mm -hmm. We all have our own challenges, our own ups and downs. And so when you see that, like, we're all the same in many ways, but we're all different right. in every way too, which is such a beautiful dichotomy again, like this yes. totally opposite thing that's happening simultaneously. I don't know. I just, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say something I forgot to mention was I love the whole aspect of traveling, like every every part of a let's just call it a trip in general so i love the planning part i love okay. like the this whole. is why this is why our marriage works because i do not like the planning part but continue i love the planning part so much um and just you know being able to like research a place before and look into a place before which that's another thing i will plan and plan and plan and plan for a trip but i will also like be so spontaneous and leave like the next day on a trip so yeah. i'm very much like we'll do both when it comes to travel but the whole like even you know getting yourself to the airport getting yourself through the airport getting on the flight getting the car from the airport to wherever you need to go then every experience you have while you're on the ground somewhere and then the whole traveling home or traveling to your next destination every single aspect of it is totally a learning experience for yourself at least that's how i see it so because everything is unless it was our Italy trip last year everything is not going to go perfect the whole time that you're traveling and so you have to learn to adapt and grow and be flexible and i love that about traveling because i think it makes you grow so much as an individual and i think that's pretty powerful and if yeah. you're doing it with somebody else you also have to learn how to you know navigate the challenges and the fun, you know, together along yeah. the way. And I just, traveling is just the best. Well, and it's like expecting the unexpected. It's kind of like rolling with the punches a little bit. And like when something unexpected comes up, it's like, oh, well, what are we going to do to like right. be malleable and be nimble? And like, that is a great metaphor for so many different things, whether it's running a business or just being ready for life. Like right. life has these challenges that throw that throws its way at you. But sometimes like even like on travel, it's such a great like reminder of like that every challenge at some point will reveal itself to be a blessing, you know? Mm -hmm. And like there's Absolutely. things that happen in your travel, it's like I got delayed or whatever. And then like something happens, it's like this is why yeah. I got delayed. But you also have to like train your mind to search for the like blessings mm -hmm. and things. That's a life lesson, not just a travel lesson. So, I mean, you could get, you know, halfway across the world and your flight get canceled to your next destination. And I mean, you could throw your hands in the air. This is awful. This is terrible. We're missing out on this. We're not getting to see this. We're not going to get here on time. We're going to have to be in this spot for longer than we want to be, whatever it is. But if you train yourself to see the blessings in something, there's always a blessing, always a silver lining to anything that's going on in life. So yeah. you just have to seek that out. And I think that's something I'm going to transition us here Thank to you. the next topic. I'm literally losing my job as before our eyes. This is great. Go ahead. So if you are training yourself to see the, the, you know, the blessings in your life and what you are grateful for. That's a practice that I think, mm -hmm. you know, actually starts at home, starts within. Um, but that's something that we practice every single morning. So we all, we do our gratefuls. Do you want to do your gratefuls now? And we yep. take turns and it started off, I think, like, tell me three things that you're grateful for. And mm -hmm. of course we always say more than three things that we're grateful always. for. <laughs> and it can be literally anything, anything that you want. And we do try to challenge ourselves to not say the same things every day, although there are some things like our our relationship our home our family that you know come up over and over and over again um but now we don't always or we don't just do what we're grateful for now we also list three or more than three things that we're grateful for in the future so things that we are excited about that we're working towards that we 
we want for our future, um, future careers, future family, future life. Yeah. And it's so important because gratitude is the state of receivership. Mm -hmm. And I'll restate that. And I believe this so deeply, but it's an interesting, when I heard that the first time, I thought that was a very interesting and statement that it was just a statement that I had to wrap my mind around. It's like gratitude is the state of receivership, which seems like two opposing things, right? If you're, you're thankful for something, you've already received it. Right. But maybe that's not the case. And that's, it's interesting because like the more, the reason why I think you're going to the direction that you went with like, all right, when we say, all right, three things that we're thankful for, or three things that we're grateful for in the future. Once you say one, two, three things, you're like, well, I got like nine more to go. So yeah. give me a second here because your mind finds these things. And, and if you think about it, you're so, we're all so blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book that I just recently bought. I haven't started reading it yet, but it's called <laughs> Enlightenment Now. And it talks about how you know, we're all so attuned to all the negative things in our world, right? We're also Mm -hmm. aware of all the challenges that our world has. But the premise of the book, from what I understand, is that we live in a greater time period now than there's ever been in human history in so many different ways. And, you know, you look at like, it basically talks about like, you know, violence and all these different things that are really like, so far, so far lower than they have been in many different ways. So it's about recognizing the good right it's not saying there is no bad there is no challenge or anything like that um but it's about recognizing that and putting yourself like like tony robbins talks about i say literally say that probably every (laughs) podcast state story strategy what's your state so we start with the state of gratitude the state Mm -hmm. of you know what i'm i'm proud and i'm 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 thankful you know for the good things and i'm not saying that there are no bad things but if you start from a negative standpoint mm-hmm. and this is something that you and i hold each other accountable and i feel like this is what this really is is holding each other accountable yeah and then from there you know the more great things come and the reason why we do hey here's what i'm thankful for in the future is because we're literally creating that in that moment which right. is so interesting well in your mind doesn't know the difference between what's reality and what's not reality mm. so it's training your subconscious to you know kind of program you know what i want to come um yeah yeah and and well and, and which what, is kind of what the tony robbins thing yeah is. and it's and it's joe dispenza i mean it's you know it's it's firing your neurons together and wiring, you know, the yeah. neural circuits. And I mean, way out, way out of my expertise here, but it's really interesting <laughs> to study, you know, what these experts talk about and being thankful for an occurrence that has not happened yet. You know, it's amazing what you do, what that, what happens within your brain. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but we talked about quantum physics and mechanics and all these different things, which again, people may say is woo woo, whatever, I'm going to go for it because I've seen it happen. I've literally seen things and you yeah. have too. We have seen things. We've created things in our relationships together that we were thankful for for years, mm-hmm. you know, that now are becoming a reality. And so yeah. I just think it's really interesting. Another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about. So we we're talking about state story strategy. Mm-hmm. So the state, but then the other thing too, is like, I feel like, and I actually was talking, I remember on the podcast, Austin Perlmutter, Dr. Austin Perlmutter, if you haven't listened to that that episode, I highly recommend really go one. take a listen to that one. But what he says is that, you know, our decisions right now are based on many decisions and many different things that we've done way leading up to that. So like, he's mm-hmm. like, we don't have, you don't have willpower or choice right now. It's about what have you done up until now? So like one thing that you and I do is hold each other accountable on like fitness and health and nutrition, because we know that that's going to set us up to, 
you know, make decisions that we want to talk about. Hey, what are we grateful for? Right. Instead of feeling like crap yeah. so that we, you know, we don't have anything to be thankful for. So again, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here a mm-hmm. bit, but let's talk a little bit about like fitness and nutrition and health in general. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, I just want to touch on something that you said, because I don't want it to seem like every morning we wake up and we're like, and now we're grateful for this and this and this that's and this, point. because that's not, you know, the reality every morning. You yeah. don't always wake up feeling like that. But the point is that we make ourselves do it and we hold each other accountable to it every single morning. And there are certainly mornings when you just kind of like roll through it and you're not really feeling it, but it it does help put you in a state, a better state than you were when you started it. So actually, can I, can I comment on that? That was really good. And it it was important because yeah, it's definitely not always perfect. There's many times it's like, Oh my gosh, I don't have time for the thankfuls. Like, I'm thankful for many things. Like, just trust me. It's fine. You know? Um, and then, I need to hear them. But then also the interesting thing about it that I failed to mention earlier about the thankfuls in the future was that it's important to, if you can, to train yourself to elevate your emotions mm-hmm. to what you would feel like when that, you know, future occurrence does become reality. Because that is when your brain can't tell the difference between reality and imagination, which Another book that I would recommend is called Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, which is all about visualization. It's all about creating your future, stepping into that and literally like making it happen. So it's so interesting. But anyway, we were talking about state. We're talking about fitness, health, nutrition, all these things. Yeah, so you were going to talk about health or you wanted to talk about like health and... Yeah, just like how we kind of hold each other accountable. And like, again, this is, we're not perfect in many ways. And in so many different ways. I mean, in every way, we're not perfect, which right. is maybe the beautiful thing That's, about it. Yeah, but, the beauty in it. But like, so in COVID, you know, COVID mm-hmm. happened, gym shut down, which was like, wait a minute, I just got started on my new gym routine. Like Katie and I, um, I think for the most part, we do pretty well with fitness. Mm-hmm. When that shut down at first, we were like, well, how are we going to do this? So then we started working out at home. We started in doing our stuff driveway. in our driveway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been fun. I mean, um, you know, now that gyms are back open, you know, I kind of do like a hybrid approach where I'll work out at home. Some you mm-hmm. work out, you work out mostly at home and we, yeah. we have weights and things like that. But you know, what, what role do you think fitness has played for us now? What do you think? Like, how do you think it'll play out for us in the future when we have kids as an example? I mean, who knows, but what's, what do you think? Will yeah, happen? I think, um, fitness will always be a big part of our lives. I think, you know, our kids will just roll right on into it with us. So, you know, just like our dog sits out with us when we work in the workout in the driveway, he sits out there with us. I think it will be the same thing, you know, like with our kids, but you just, you make it happen. And when you work out, that is a way to elevate, elevate your emotions and, yeah, for sure. and help set you up for success for the rest of the day. And I think, you know, when we started working out at home, when COVID hit, I think between the two of us, you had a harder time with it than I, I did. did. And you were very grumpy a lot of times when we <laughs> went out to do a workout. And it was trying to like pump them up, like high fives, being cheesy the whole time, like cheering them on. And we got through it. But now you enjoy it. And yeah. it's just like, you know, retraining your mind. And there were a lot of other things that probably impacted that, that all just happened and crashed down at once at the beginning of COVID. But yeah. um, but I think, you know, fitness is something that we hold ourselves accountable for each individually. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, 
um, each day. And I think, you know, something that I really like that I want to mention that we do is like, we will go out like this morning, I went out and he was working out in the driveway and I wasn't going to do my workout until later, but I just went out and sat with him, cheered him on. I told him my, my thankfuls, my gratefuls while he worked out and, you know, just to encourage him and support that in Mm -hmm. him. And, um, you know, we work out together a lot, but we don't have the same, like, workout style, if you will, we definitely have, you know, things that overlap. Um, But Tyler's more regimented. And this is I'm doing this today, this tomorrow, this, this, and I'm more like, I'm listening to my body, I'm (laughs) going to do this today. And I, I planned on doing this, but I really feel like my body needs this today. And so it's just, you know, we're very different in those regards, but we can completely enjoy a workout together. Um, And I think that's just something that's fun, just being active together. I think it's so important and so fun for us. Totally. And, you know, it's fun because like, I don't know who said this, but somebody was like, you know, business leaders of today need to treat their bodies like athletes do. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously a lot of what we're talking about is about designing a life rather than just, you know, being a high performer in business. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is one of those things, like you think about like a keystone habit, like you talk, I, I don't remember if it was Charles Duhigg or, um, you know, the individual who wrote the slight edge, his name is not coming to me right at this moment, I'll come back. But, um, you know, they talk about keystone habits, like what are what's one thing that you can do that really is a domino in so many different ways. And and for us, it's been health and fitness and, yeah. and focusing on being active, challenging our bodies and, and all these different things. But also, we find a lot of joy in it, like, mm-hmm. at first, and, and like, you're talking about in the beginning of COVID, it was like, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, it challenged me because like, I, I wasn't enjoying it at first. It was like, I was enjoying what I was doing at the gym before. And then I had right. to do something different, but then it required me to adapt and pivot. And then I really enjoyed it, but also just fitness in general, like working out, like, especially for people who haven't worked out in a while or they, you know, kind of getting knocked off the wagon. It's super uncomfortable for a while, mm-hmm. but then it becomes something you become addicted to, right? It's like yeah. creating these addictions. So I don't know. I think it's really interesting, but thinking about designing a life, right? Like this is something that you and I are really passionate about. Um, you know, we've talked about creating like core values. We've talked about, you know, creating a mission statement, even like designing like a family crest mm-hmm. and like instilling these values in our future children and, you know, hopefully inspiring other people throughout that. Um, so that's just one thing I wanted to mention. We haven't done that yet, but we're yeah, still something that we're talking about that we are, we will be doing. Yeah. We just have not yet. Right. And we've yeah. talked, I mean, like some of the things we talked about is like, you know, it's like being purposeful, um, you know, seeking inspiration, mm-hmm. being willing to go against the grain, being willing to, you know, seek discomfort and, you know, create things that other people may be naysayer, you know, in like, Obviously, these are just sort of the concepts that are kind of working out in our mind. I remember we were talking about it when we were hiking in Montana. Yeah. We were literally like, so we're climbing the mountain. Katie's singing so the grizzly bears (laughs) don't eat us. And we're talking about like, you know, it was fun. It was was it was fun. But like, it was cool to just like mix what we were just talking about from the fitness perspective with also joy and connecting with nature, which Mm -hmm. I think is also really important that I'd love to do more of together. Right. Um, but then also kind of visualizing our future and putting something around that so we can instill 
a future culture. Yeah. And stuff. And just kind of tying it back to the whole health and, and fitness thing, fitness and eating healthy and nourishing our bodies appropriately, managing our mindsets, all of those things. So not just your physical health, but your emotional health, your mental health. We really help each other on all of that because if you don't have your health, then it doesn't really matter. You don't there's not much of a springboard there for you for any achieving anything else in your life. So we really focus on that and make that a huge priority so that we can in turn, you know, do the things that we want to do, create the life we want to live, enjoy things like going out in nature and going on a hike up a mountain and uh, all of those things. So I think that's like, you mentioned it as a keystone habit, but I definitely think it is a keystone of, of our, our relationship in our Mm -hmm. life. So health and fitness. Yeah, health is wealth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you don't have health, you don't have anything else. So, you know, what can you do to be conscious of what are you putting in your body and also not being a perfectionist because there is no perfect, you know, like, I don't know, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who told me this, but version none is better than, you know, version one is better than version none, yeah. which is a really interesting concept. And it, essentially how I take it is you don't have to be perfect. Just right. go for it and just do your best. And you know, course correct. And when you get better information, you learn and you do better. Which I have to say, Tyler is great about that. That is a huge <laughs> quality that Tyler has. I, on the other hand, am more like coming from the perfectionist type of background and trying to break that down where he's like, just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just go, just do it. And then you will you know, figure it out from there. And then you're going to do better next time. And I'm like, but I don't have everything perfect. I don't know all the answers yet. So I can't start. And really I've learned so much of that, you know, from you, cause you're so good at that. And I feel like that's very admirable and something I'm, I'm definitely, I've been working on that for all the time we've been together for sure. Well, I mean, that's another great example of like how we balance each other out because there's probably, I could probably rein it in a little bit. <laughs> like where it's like, <laughs> let's get a little bit more answers before we jump off this cliff and like, oh, wait a minute. We probably need materials to build this plane. <laughs> and that's the uh, forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely some, there's some balance and there's so many different examples of balance that we have within each other. And, and then also being willing to like take direction from each other and being mm-hmm. willing to like take feedback hey you actually should probably get some more answers before you go for this like massive yeah. risk or whatever you think it is and then you know on the other side it's like hey like i know you want to have like every single i dotted every single t cross but you know why don't you just go ahead and take action because then you know the how is you know the the why and the what is more important than mm-hmm. the how at times you know so like how else would you describe us kind of taking direction from each other and kind of growing and being humble from that perspective? Is there anything else that you point to? Um, kind of something that just popped in my mind. I don't know if this is really what you were kind of going with, but I feel like we are very, very good at the beginning of the day, but more so at the end of the day, debriefing with each other on our days. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we can talk about with each other, like this is what happened to me in my day, this is what happened to me in my day. And then, you know, just being able to one, share that to, you know, be like, look, this is what I went through today, or this is how I felt today, or this is what I experienced. But then we get to talk through those things and give each other, you know, advice and um, encouragement or, you know, some feedback for how to proceed with other things, you know, going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that kind of answer? Yeah, well, and actually, I was going to add on that, like, so there's some days where like, I don't know about you. Well, actually, this is this is on my side of things. So there's some days where I'm like, I'm so exhausted that I don't really feel like talking about what I did, which is another good example of like the differences sometimes. And 
and it also like I know that you want to share with me like all Every the details, detail. which is yeah, this is great. <laughs> and it actually, I think it sometimes it probably helps you more than more than me, which I'm more For than sure. happy to do that. And so it's just like every day is a little bit different, but I do think that that is a good habit that we have together is sharing that. Yeah. Um, sharing, hey, what's what what went well for you today? Yeah. And actually, this is a nighttime ritual that we just started doing is at yeah. nighttime saying, you know, I am statements like I am courageous, I am powerful, I am you know humble or whatever, mm -hmm. and then going through the thing about saying, hey, when did I go unconscious today? Yeah. What was the moment that I went unconscious today? And it's interesting. It's just like a reflection time that we can share with each other. And sometimes you have to think about it. It's like, when did you go yeah. unconscious? And then the last one is, you know, what, what went, went well. well today? So even though we can share with each other, hey, you know, when I was driving, you know, to the office or wherever, you know, I got cut off or, you know, some person screamed at me or, hey, all these awesome things happen and I was really busy and, you know, good things happen. But it's also like, let's just narrow it down to what went well. And it's interesting how, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like it changes my state to where I'm like, oh, that's good. Like there's actually something went well. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to how, like how we start the day too. It's like, yeah, what's good? And then at the end, what was good? Well, if yes, if you train yourself to look for that. So it is mm -hmm. nice at the end of the day to be like, and I never really thought about that, but those are kind yeah. of bookends on our days. Um, but if you train yourself to look for the good. So you might have had just like a completely crappy day and you're like, gosh, I just feel drained. I'm exhausted. Like yeah. I'm hard pressed to find something that went good. You can find something that went good. Even if it's something very small, like yeah. I'm thankful that my wife came home from work today. I'm thankful, yeah. you know, there's always something and it doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, we've got a new puppy or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be a big thing, but just right. acknowledging that. And I didn't like when we first started doing the nighttime routine, the <laughs> where did it go unconscious? Because I was like, I feel like we're just, you know, hounding on, on the negative. negative. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that while we're laying in bed. I don't want to do that before we get in bed. I just, I would rather just, you know, focus on like the good and the positives, but actually that one has, it's not my favorite of the three questions yet, but it's it uncomfortable. Is, it is uncomfortable, yeah. but it challenges you to really think about your day and think about, you know, where you did go unconscious so that you can change those things for mm -hmm. your future days. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to, it's nice. I feel like we're really good at pushing each other to be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the unconscious one for me, it's always like, Hey, this is an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. It's not let's beat up ourselves or like, oh, I can't believe you went unconscious during that. Like, what are you doing? Right. It's more so like, oh, we're human beings. We're not perfect. So this is interesting. This is an opportunity for us to grow and yeah. grow. We've learned that growth is one of the most exciting things. It's mm -hmm. one of the six basic, basic human needs is growth, right? And so yeah. if we identify an opportunity to be more conscious so that we don't have to be the default mechanisms of you know, our human survival system, which wants to be unconscious or wants to be fearful or wants to be anxiety ridden. So it's interesting. So when you say, hey, I can actually be more conscious and be aware that, you know, I don't have to just fall into this conformity state, which mm -hmm. is kind of what unconsciousness is in so many ways. So yeah. I think it's a really profound uh, practice that we do. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about some other rituals that I think we're trying to improve on. Like one thing is we do a weekly date night and we've, we most of our date night is in the house in many ways, but I think but you that we have it on the calendar we is do. great, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we have our date night right now on Monday nights, and yeah. we and we might have other date nights throughout the week, of course. For sure. But that one is like Monday night is for us, and especially you know during this whole COVID situation, we have been at home more and haven't been going out as more. But it's also forced us to be creative in things that mm. we do together, and so I think that that's been really fun. But it's yeah. it's very for me at least, it's very important to honor you know that time with you and you know show that we're making an effort for each other making that commitment yeah. for each other um and it might just be you know a monday night we play cards and make dinner together whatever it is but um i think that you know when we can commit to each other and mm -hmm. even like a small way like that i think it goes so far yeah and it's one of those things that i think will be more and more relevant as our life continues on like when we have kids and things like that right. we'll have to be more conscious of, okay, it's date night. So we need to put some plans of action into place on how to make this happen. Cause we'll probably need to get out of the house. We'll probably, probably need to, to go out of the house. Yeah. And so like <laughs> thinking ahead about stuff, but, but like creating that as a habit within our relationship has been really cool. Yes. And it's been fun. Just like, I learned about that stuff from people that I admire, you know, people, relationships that, that we admire, that's what mm -hmm. they do is they, they're conscious of it. They're yeah. intentional on intentional spending time together. And it's not just, well, you know, we spend time together when we get an opportunity. It's like, this is here and we'll figure everything else around it, but right. this is our priority. And so placing a priority on each other, I think is important. Really I think important. it is important, especially to like right now, like we're married, we don't have kids, like we're, you know, we could have date night every night of the week right now if we want, truly wanted to, you know? Um, but I think it is, you know, instilling that habit yeah. for our future selves, our future lives, our future families, mm -hmm. and just to make it intentional. And it's fun too. Yeah. It's fun to, to date your husband and, right. you know, just spend that time together. So. Yeah. And another thing that I learned from uh, Tim Ferriss, which shout out to Tim Ferriss, one of the greatest people this planet has seen in many years, such a smart, <laughs> smart guy and such an amazing person. But um, he, he talked about how he and his girlfriend do, you know, kind of biweekly meetings, like where it was like, mm. you know, it's like not just, you know, hanging out and like having a like just date night kind of thing. But it's more so like, let's, let's cover some things. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's be partners. Yeah, which is one thing that like, is really cool about us is that it's not just this like frivolous, like relationship and like, oh, we thought it'd be fun to get married, but it's also like we're partners and we're right. designing a life. So like, let's also talk about some, you know, some things that may not be comfortable at all times. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, how's like, honestly, uh, maybe this is kind of how I've seen it is that our conversations surround, hey, you know, how's our relationship going? What's going mm -hmm. well? What's not going well? What can we improve upon? Is there any like tough conversations that we need to have, which sometimes... I don't enjoy doing. I don't like. Those. I mean, does anybody enjoy having no. a tough conversation? No. no. But then, <laughs> but then we also talk about like, hey, what's going on financially? You know, like, mm -hmm. how are we doing financially? Is there anything that we need to talk about logistics wise or conceptually or all these things? So I thought it was important to share that we do that and we yeah. do it every, what do we do it every other Wednesday yeah. night? And so there's times where it comes and it's like, I'm not going to say anything if she doesn't, I don't want to talk about it. And, uh, but you know, it's just like, it's one of those things that I think repetition, when you do it a little bit more often, it makes it better and easier yes. and all that. Yeah. You're not like sweeping things under the rug. You're just, it's just deal with whatever it is that we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been really good for us. I mean, cause I feel like we're yeah. very open and we talk a lot 
about everything really just every day but it is nice yeah. sometimes just to like have that time set aside and also just to know like when your partner is feeling like really open to wanting to talk about something or yeah, maybe maybe they're not so open to talking about this right yeah. now maybe we need to come back to this at another time instead of just pushing the issue and just being aware and I think that comes with time and comes with learning each other that's a and good I think one. we've um, you know there's been a lot I mean I can definitely look back on a relationship and notice changes in both of us from like three years ago to now and mm. how we interact with each other and I think a lot of that is learning like I'm gonna transition us again learning each other's love languages yep, that's where I was um, going next too <laughs> And just learning who the other person is and learning that on days when Tyler has a crazy, crazy day, maybe we, maybe it's fine if he doesn't share what went on in his day and we just need to do something, maybe mind numbing for a little bit to just kind of decompress and then we can, you know, catch back up or, you know, mm -hmm. giving each other space when, when you feel like that's needed and just respecting what the other person needs in their life. Cause it's not, you know all about what the, I heard somebody say, it's not about how the other person can enhance you and make you better, but it's how can you help and enhance the other person in your relationship and, and show love to them. So yeah. let's talk about our love languages. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so there's two things I want to highlight real quick. So one was just perspective, having that perspective and like trying to see the world from your partner's shoes. I feel like we do a pretty good job of that. There's obviously, again, it's not perfect. No. There's always room for growth, but you know, having the understanding of like, Hey, your day was really hectic and like, it's time to just not, we don't need to like unpack that right now. Like, yeah. let's just have a moment where we're just not doing any of that. So like that is always, it can be important at times. Mm -hmm. So having that perspective or the other thing where it's like, Hey, you know, I had some things that I really want you to be a part. I really want you to understand and like know about my day or mm -hmm. about what's going on in my mind. And there's sometimes where you don't feel like sharing stuff or there's times for me where I'm like trying to understand something and I don't understand it enough to actually share it yet. And I feel yeah. like you have that perspective sometimes where it's like, hey, he's just trying to work some things out in his mind before he shares it. So like, let's give him that space. Let's give them that grace. You always do that. Do. Yeah. You talk about grace like all the time. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And so sometimes we need to kind of give each other a little bit of margin for error. Yes. And 100%. to just like, you know, let you kind of do your thing and like not criticize you or judge you or like punish you or reprimand right. you or whatever. Like whether it's just like in our mind or, you know, I'm going to hold this against you as a grudge. I'm going to just like stonewall you as John, John Gottman talks yeah. about. Um, like I'm not going to punish you in our relationship because of a moment that you've had, right. which I think we're continuing to improve on. And so Certainly, yeah. I just wanted to talk about that really quickly, but yeah. we did talk about the, uh, the love languages. So, uh, you and I have done this. We did the little assessment. This has been a while now, but it was like three years ago or something. Yeah. But we learned about perspective again. It was important to learn like, what is the, you know, what's the best like love language for you? Like, how do you receive love? And so the way that you receive love is words of affirmation, Yes. right? Yeah. So and like your acts of services and I'm acts of service. So for words of affirmation, it says how to communicate, encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and listen actively. So mm -hmm. I think that one, that to me really stands out for you is listening actively. Yeah. And like, to me, listening actively is like, not just like, looking at you when you're talking, but it's also like, 
oh, so like when this happened, you know, what did you, how did you feel yeah. or whatever? And you're really good about that. I feel yeah. like you're getting really good. I'm getting better. Too. I've had to improve. You weren't that good about it initially, but you are, you, you have improved. I feel like tremendously on that. So yeah. yeah. And you're just really good at like shooting me like random sweet texts during the day, which like those things like fill my soul so much. Like, I just love those. Yeah. And that's not something that, you know, is crazy over the top, yeah. big, flashy, anything like that. But it's, mm -hmm. it's so meaningful for me. So. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And yeah, it says actions to take or send an unexpected note or text mm -hmm. or card, genuinely encourage and often. So that's pretty cool. And um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a reminder for me that, you know, I've got to continue to be, you know, Literally, I've got to give you words of affirmation, let you know how I feel. And even when I sometimes like, hey, maybe I don't feel like that right now. But if I can push myself to know that that would make you feel loved, mm -hmm. it's important. And yeah. so it's just kind of like, and actually, I have this other book here, just this is other, uh, actually, if you're watching on YouTube, it's called The Seven Principles to Making for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman. Um, and he's, uh, he's an awesome relationship, uh, PhD. Um, I don't really know the best way to describe him, but he's a phenomenal individual. We're actually looking to get him on the podcast. So looking forward to that, but that's an amazing book. And it really is about the little things. It's mm -hmm. about, it's about turning towards your spouse. It's about, you know, listening and understanding the little things and, and creating a map of the other person's world and, and fully kind of understanding that map. And we talked about this with Rob Giltner, on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, please listen to that one. You want to talk about a guy who knows, you know, his stuff mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships, that's a phenomenal conversation. But I just find that book to be fascinating and, and just kind of learning about, Hey, it's not like, I don't have to come home with this big, like, you know, stuffed teddy bear for you to like, <laughs> you know, for us to have an amazing right. relationship, but it's these little things. It's about being involved in each other's life. It's about, you know, helping each other make decisions, helping each other just vent emotionally and all these different things. So yeah. um, not only that, but obviously the love languages. And for me, acts of service, um, that one is my love language because, mm -hmm. you know, there's times where I get busy. And of course, you know, as, as many of the entrepreneurs who are listening, you know, we get ourselves involved in 75 different projects at one time and we're inspired and we're going to become more, we're going to push the limits, we're going to raise the bar. And, and we love that and we would never shy away from that. But sometimes we need help. And yeah. it's amazing to have, um, you know, just support, not only from an emotional standpoint, but also, you know, from a, whether it's a physical or tactical, you know, strategic standpoint, like even just us talking through like, Hey, Katie, I know you're not like super expert in real estate, but let me explain this to you. And like, let me talk through like the decision points here. And like, let's think through this together. And to mm -hmm. me, that's an act of service from you yeah. is to say, Hey, you know, have you thought about this or have you thought about this? Because I appreciate your feedback, but then that's not, that's just one example. There's so many different things like, you know, taking making, the clothes out of the laundry yeah, or making, making dinner. dinner. Yes. Oh gosh. And it's important chef. to know. <laughs> I love to cook. So, yeah. um, so, but it is, that is fun. But I know too, that that makes Tyler feel so loved and yeah. cared for when I do something like that. But it's important mm -hmm. to know, I think your love languages, because it's, most people are more apt to show love how they receive love best, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean like that that is going to come across in the same way for your partner. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important that's to, to actually talk about them too, not just 
know them, but we actually talk about our love languages, you know, maybe not every day for sure, yeah. but we do talk about them, bring them up and, and discuss those. And I think that helps kind of keep you on track with them too. That's a good point. And it's just about having perspective. It's just like getting out of yourself because the mm -hmm. world does not revolve around us, which is another thing that we were talking about earlier on travel is like, you get out of your little bubble and you realize that the whole world doesn't revolve around you. And it's the same for our relationship. Right. It's not just because we have so much in common. We have so many same aspirations and inspirations and all these things doesn't mean that we also feel love in the same way. So I think that was a great point. Mm -hmm. And like for the acts of service, it says how to communicate. It's like using action phrases like I'll help, or they want to know you're with them or partnered with them, which to me is like, it totally speaks to me just like who I am as a person is like, Hey, I want to know we're in this together. Like you're going to like, just because I'm doing something, I'm trying to help us. And then you helping me is such a great way to show me love. So mm -hmm. many of the, maybe many of the listeners will, will resonate with that. But of course, you know, there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different love languages. So I would encourage anybody who's listening, whether they're in a relationship, married, you know, in a committed relationship otherwise, or they're looking just, for one, yeah, learn about but, yours. But Right, just to learn about yours. But everyone has a relationship with somebody, whether a it's point. a parent, a friend, a coworker, whatever. And so those love languages apply with anybody, not yeah. just your primary relationship or, a, you know, romantic relationship. Actually, I'm glad you said that too, because the first I ever read this book, I read the, I read the book for the workplace, believe it or not, it was like the five mm -hmm. love languages of the workplace, which is really meant for leaders. You know, it's yeah. like, how do you show appreciation to other people? And actually, I find that to be so fascinating that you say that because this could be applied to anything, right? Like, you know, whether you're leading a team or you're just building relationships, you're you're building a network, you're building a client base, um, investor base, whatever, you're learning more about your tenants or your your primary, you know, relationship, your mm -hmm. wife, your husband, whatever. So that's a great point. And it's it's so valuable just to learn these things. So just be open to learning about things that maybe don't fully resonate with you. Like for me, receiving gifts doesn't fully resonate with me. Now, don't get me wrong. Like you I'm like a gifts. big fan of gifts, <laughs> but like it doesn't make me feel feel like fully loved as right. as acts of service does as yeah. an example um well and don't they even say that everybody receives loves it receives love in all of these ways but yeah. you certainly have you know yeah. you're stronger yeah for sure yeah. yeah so some other actions that they say in acts of service is like doing chores together make breakfast in bed for them go out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload so yeah that, that all like really speaks to me but Oh my gosh. I mean, we could go on, I'm sure for hours and hours, and I'm sure we'll continue this discussion, you know, tonight, tomorrow, and yes. hopefully forever. And, um, you know, in so many different ways, but, um, what else, I mean, is there anything else that we haven't talked about today that you would really love to talk about? Um, I don't, I don't know. What's been your favorite part about being married? Ooh, that's well, actually, a lot of people ask me, a lot of people ask me, they're like, so what's it like? Is it different? And I'm like, yeah, it is actually, it's kind of different. Um, just the fact that you have a new last name now, you have my last name, yeah. which she hasn't fully changed yet. Just saying, but by the time this is it's out, maybe it'll be fully. It'll all be the fully. ladies out there yeah. know. <laughs> all the ladies know this process, but yeah, I don't know. The best thing about being married, I think is just knowing that we're fully in this together, you mm. know? And we already, we were already like fully committed. So there's, it wasn't like a huge change from that perspective, but I think there's a little psychological, like 
the two millimeter shift yeah. of like uh marriage you know yeah for sure so like just that like total partnership and by the way like I am such a believer in partners in every way now like when I got started in real estate I was like I got this and I'm a solopreneur and like <laughs> I'm a lone wolf and all these things and I like got destroyed in so many ways so mm-hmm. like this is such a great example and a totally other end of the spectrum of like an amazing partnership and what you can do together and like because you and I we both felt that we could do great things in our life individually and we felt very individualistic but we recognized that we could do more and be more and have a more fulfilled life together so yeah well we're both like very strong independent individuals so but together it's you know and I don't know there's some quote I'm going to totally mess it all up now but something about you can go you know so far alone but together you can go so much further that's true and you know i think you know when we can really like build on that and leverage that recognizes recognize our strengths our differences um our similarities what makes us tick and just working on that all the time and it doesn't have to be anything big but just every day kind of working on building that stronger and stronger Mm -hmm. and i think you know we'll be able to do great greater things than we could do just by ourselves. So is that your answer to your question too? Yeah, well, actually you kind of stole my answer. I was going to say it is, it is so different. People ask like, well, does it feel different when you get married? And I, I, before getting married was like, how is it going to feel different? Like we live together. Like what is it going to be different besides my name? But truly, truly it's, it is different. It feels so different. And I think it's just knowing that you have that person now that is yours. That is a hundred percent committed to you and you know you're completely in it together and there's no you know now you're working towards that common goal which it's like you weren't not doing that right. before but there's something different about it yeah you know that's a, you, a work in progress that answer you know you're all in so what are you most excited about these days what's your what's your number one if you had to say the number one thing that you're most excited about is there anything that immediately comes to mind? I mean, definitely like for me, now that we're married is build, continuing to build our marriage and build our family eventually. Mm. So that's what's, I mean, if I had to just name one thing, there's yeah. a lot that I'm excited about. The sunshine I'm super excited about today, Ooh, <laughs> but we haven't had that in a while here. Um, but it's, yeah, I would say that for me is what I'm most excited about. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from the show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. 
if you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, well, I didn't prep you for this, but we're going to do the rare air questionnaire. Uh, because it's all about raising the bar. It's about being the best of the best. And it's about pushing the limits, but it's also about holding each other accountable and striving for, you know, a relationship that many people don't believe they deserve or, or, you know, aren't willing to put in the work for Right. So, um, okay. So if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've ever read, what would they be and why? I would say, um, Open by Andre Agassi. Loved, loved, Mm. loved that book so much. Um, Why? Because it was just very fascinating to read about a story of somebody who was so successful in their career and it was completely not a passion. So it was just very, just totally unusual, not what you expected at all, but how it, how the human mind, I guess, can kind of evolve to, you know, be really good at something, even despite having no no passion for it. So it was just very interesting because I feel like it was very different than a lot of other things that I read and learn about. Um, And then my other book is The Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass. I love that book. I know I always talk about that book, but honestly, it, it was just, it was a great read. She's an amazing author. She's just very funny and it talks a lot about energy. So if you want to look more into something that's woo woo, I guess you could look into that a little bit. I don't think it is, but I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that would say this, but just a completely great book on mindset energy. And I loved it. Well, we're all about woo-woo, of course, because we <laughs> we see what it can do for our yeah. life. And so, you know, all I can say is put these things into practice and see how it works for you, right? Yes. So, I mean, you know, you can criticize something if it doesn't work for you. You know, everybody's different. Um, but, you know, I think we've seen it work for us. We've seen it work for many other people who have, you know, created amazing realities, mm-hmm. who have designed a life that is inspiring and that creates fulfillment, joy, and a legacy and all these different things, which are beautiful things, right? So. Yes about doing something you know being willing to do something that's different to achieve a an uncommon future but i loved open as well i thought that was really interesting how he didn't love what he was doing at all but became one of the greatest of all time 
And it's pretty interesting. Um, There's so many different takeaways from that one, but I appreciate you sharing that. And just like on like a, just a funny note, I really loved reading open because he was such a little rebel, even like as a child. And now that's, that is the complete opposite of me. I'm like such a rule follower. Like, so some of the stuff he did, I was just appalled by just like, (laughs) I could not imagine doing that, but it's just so cool to like hear his story. And he was just, he's very fascinating. That's a good point. And it, it also brings up the fact that you and I are, pretty different in that as well is that you love following the rules I'm like let's figure out a way to break this rule (laughs) and that's totally opposite but it is interesting how like opposites attract in these different ways and not that we're opposite in every way but it's interesting um okay so what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis I think probably by our rituals that we do in the morning and you know living the health and wellness fitness you know um, lifestyle. So it is a lifestyle. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it every day, but I think that is the biggest way that I, you know, work to elevate myself. Cause if I can't, you know, get that right, I'm not going to be able to, you know, build on mm-hmm. that and compound on that. And I know certainly when I work out in the morning, that sets me up for a much better day. When I feel my body appropriately, that sets me up for a better day. When we do our gratefuls in the morning and have our, you know, nighttime routine as well, those really help me, you know, elevate and want to achieve more, you know, the following day. Mm-hmm. So mental and physical health, because that is what allows you to, you know, continue to stay in the right frame of mind, continue to have the energy to mm-hmm. create a greater future, right? I mean, is right. there anything else that you'd add? Or is that, that sum it up pretty well there? Yeah. And I mean, I think too, another way that I guess I would say that I elevate my life on a daily basis is by having fun and trying to be present and enjoy Mm. all the moments during the day. So even when I'm at work or when I'm, you know, driving in the car on the way home from work or when I'm making dinner or whatever it is that we're doing, even finding joy in the, maybe what you see as a mundane, mundane task, I think helps really elevate your life. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the joy in the little things. Um, yeah. Cause every, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a summation of all these little things, right? Yeah. And it is, it's not about the past or the future, but it's always a series of present moments. That's mm-hmm. what life is. Like we always find ourselves, like, I know I find myself living in the future so much as I'm always, you know, trying to create something new and, yeah. and pushing towards that. Or I'm thinking, what did I screw up on in the past? So we have to fight against that and, and, you know, pushing towards being in the present. So that's a great reminder for all of us. And um, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Um, by being kind and listening to them. So I think I'm able to do that a lot at work with patients. Um, and I find, you know, just from seeing so many patients throughout my career, I think, you know, that's been, I think that's a way that really gets somebody to kind of open up and you can almost like see that change when you just get to like, let them like talk. Um, I feel like that's so powerful. So just being kind and everyone knowing that everybody is going through something in their day and and their actions might not be a reflection about anything that you did or somebody else did, but just something that's going on. So just being compassionate towards them. Yeah, you're super compassionate. You're always super caring and, you know, you do truly care about other people, which I think is a difference in, you know, some people who want to show other people that they care and they want people to believe that they care versus when people can tell, you know, so that's, that's an amazing thing. And you elevate so many people around you, you elevate me. So thank thank you for doing that. And just, I appreciate you and love you so much. I love you so much. And super excited to have done this finally. Look at this. You're like a superstar. This thing's going to blow up. (laughs) Um, 
But is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you share with Elevate Nation today? I would say, I mean, this sounds a little cheesy, but be yourself and go for the things in life that you really want to go for. Follow those passions in your heart, whether, you know, your neighbor, whoever tells you that you're crazy or that's silly or that doesn't make sense. It's on your heart for a reason. So really listen to that and be open to that and, you know, follow that. And that's going to lead you to some pretty amazing places. Absolutely. Well said, well said, um, Mrs. Chesser. So um, tell the listeners how they can um, follow you and be engaged with you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram is really where I'm the most active, I guess. Um, And it is at the Katie Diane, K-A-T-I-E-D-I-A-N-E. Yeah, so that would be the place I'm most active as far as online goes. Easy, easy place to find her there. And uh, that's where I learned that she was super inspiring and super <laughs> awesome so i uh, definitely encourage you to go follow katie and um you know get to know her because obviously she's an amazing person she's my wife i mean come on like <laughs> she's awesome and um you know what i would also encourage you to do obviously this was a a fun sort of dynamic conversation but there's definitely takeaways you know what are what are your top three takeaways that you'd share with somebody else whether it's your spouse or you know, somebody that you work with or, you know, somebody that you're building a relationship with or, you know, one of your best friends. I mean, is there anything that you took away from this conversation that you could apply, whether it's, you know, a weekly ritual or bi-weekly ritual or a daily thing, or whether it's, you know, hey, what are the little things? You know, what is, what's a little thing that I can do to be present right now with someone who's important to me and show them that I care mm-hmm. about them and all these things. So, you know, re-listen to the show. Of course, I always say that because I re-listen to them and I learn something new. I'm like, wait, I didn't even yeah. hear that. It's just pretty interesting. And, um, you know, share it with somebody else, you know, share this show mm-hmm. with someone else because, you know, maybe there's something that they can learn. Maybe they'll have three different key distinctions um, that then you will and you'll learn something new. But it is about applying this. You know, we say we identify and apply how the best of the best rays of are. And hopefully, you know, this allows you to apply and really kind of make it your own and, mm-hmm. and you know, choose, you know, sort of how you want to, you know, put this implementation into your own life. So, yeah. And we just to bounce off that, we'd love to hear how you all have, you know, created little routines or habits mm. in your relationships. It doesn't have to be in your primary relationship, but maybe a relationship with a best friend or something like that. Because um, we're always looking, you know, to, that's a good point. Elevate our lives. So absolutely. Yeah. So we would love any feedback that you guys have. Thank you for that. Because yeah, yeah this like, all right, you got the three key distinctions, but hey, what did we miss? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for that. So like, what are the three or five things that we could have talked about today that maybe you'd like to hear from us in the second time we do this, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm sure we will. Um, but also what can we apply to our own life? And, you know, because we're always humble and willing to grow and willing to learn yes. and willing to, you know, update our knowledge, like update our understanding. Because right now, this is where we are right now. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, in the end of 2020. Um, But who knows, in the end of 2021, I'm sure we'll be very different people. I'm sure we will, you know, recreate ourselves on a daily basis, which that 1% will compound on a consistent basis. And we will be vastly different. And we're willing to accept that. We're willing Mm -hmm. to accept that feedback. So see this, that was, that was a gold (laughs) nugget. I didn't think it was coming out, but um, at the end of the day, I just really appreciate Elevate Nation for listening. I appreciate my wife, Katie yeah. Chester, for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Fun. And Elevate Nation, until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thank you for listening to Elevate. 
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.